Good morning and welcome to the Weekly Roundtable. C-SPAN here. Uh, just one quick announcement this week and we'll jump right into today's topic. Um, probably a lot of you who are listening to this are on your way or you're currently residing in Sandlot Jacks. And so our friends at GORUCK are putting on a great uh, event. I told Saigon Sam I wish I could have been there, um, but reality is I know there's a lot of us um, that aren't there this weekend. So uh, I think Kitty and Helmet might do some stuff on social media. If, uh, if you're having a little FOMO, jump on there. Saigon Sam said he would post some stuff, and F3 Jacksonville said they would post some stuff. So uh, just everybody stay safe this weekend. Uh, get after it. Represent F3 well as, uh, as you're out there with all those guys. So all right, next thing. Complicated topic today, but we're, uh, you know, Part of what the roundtable is doing is we're uh, we're hitting the kind of hard uh, the hard topics uh, you know that maybe don't fit in the other shows. So we want to make sure um, we cover everything. So we're going to start with the easy stuff first. Pure lead. Who hey, hey what's up, three? C Span? Hey, who EH how long you doing F three? Absolutely. Uh, Wolf EH'd me, and I was uh, EH'd uh, three years ago coming up. Uh, in uh, uh, in a f- funny story, how I was aged, but yeah, uh, Wolfie aged me about three years ago. Go ahead, lay me the, lay on the story, man. You know. <laughs> All right, I'll challenge I'll challenge anyone in the uh, F three nation to uh, top this one. So I got aged into F three on uh, inside Pelican Bay Supermax Prison. Uh, we were volunteers, Wolf and I. Uh, we were doing a, a program, entrepreneurship program that I'm still part of that teaches entrepreneurship inside prisons. And uh, we were about to leave the, the yard. And I said to Wolf, who's the only one out of Washington, hey, you know, so, so what else do you do besides, you know, supporting this kind of program? And he said, oh, I get together with a bunch of guys and work out early in the morning, uh, you know, rain or shine, and it's free. And it's really a powerful organization i said sign me up <laughs> so uh it was a weird way to uh, learn about f3 but a really powerful one and in a way i hope to bring it full circle my discussion to this uh prison yard inside supermax in california yeah and brother that's a um, special shout out to the guys who are doing that kind of volunteer work so well um let's get to let's catch the listeners up on what we're going to talk about today because I, I loved your topic when we started talking about it. It's picking up the six, and it's kind of redefining picking up the six. I'm actually going to let you set the table because I think it's important for guys to hear your passion. When we talk about picking up the six, I think, um, well, you know what? I'm going to let you take it from here. Why don't you, Thank you. Uh, yeah. kind of set, set, the ta- set the table and let the, catch the listeners up. Sure. So I'm just encouraging everyone who's listening to just stop for a second and think about how important this concept of pick up the six is uh, within F3 Nation and for all of us as high-impact men. Um, I can speak for myself and say that it's probably one of the most important uh, elements of F3. The fact that any man can come to an F3 workout, whatever their fitness level is, uh, whatever their age is, and then able to keep up and if they can't, somebody will come back for them 
they will never be alone. They will never be left where they're, be, or they're found, and they are never going to be left alone. That piece is, I think, absolutely crucial to F3. So if we all agree <clears throat> on the centrality of that concept and what makes that's what makes F3 F3, um, I want to first kind of lay out what, what we do well, what I find so powerful and passionate, why I'm passionate about this concept, um, what we do well as an F3, in my experience, uh, which is relatively limited, and uh, I've been to several AOs outside of Washington, but mostly I've been in Washington, and, um, and then kind of push, it, push the envelope. Um, challenge you guys to think about picking up the six, maybe in a way that you haven't thought before. So that's kind of the, to lay out the table and what I want to get accomplished today. Yeah, and I, I think um, I think you're right. I think we do I think we do it well in some and I've and I've done F three all over the country. And I've queued all over the country, right? I haven't queued internationally yet, but I've queued all over the country, worked out all over the country, and that mostly because of my work. But I say all that um, to say I think some some reason do it better than others when we, when we talk about picking up the six, but I still think this is a great topic. So I'm, you know, I love the idea that any guy can show up to F3 and, uh, and you can actually EH any guy into F3. doesn't matter what he looks like. doesn't, we don't have a, um, a fitness test on the first day to see if you can participate. It's, it's open to all men. And I love that. Exactly. So, exactly. Okay. All right. So, so you take it from there. Sure. So, um, I think what we do well, as you say, and maybe some regions do it better than others, is to come back for a guy who's falling behind. I certainly have been the sixth, and I certainly can have come back for the sixth. And I've seen time and time again uh, a FNG kind of really struggling, right? Or a, uh, one of our guys really struggling behind or for whatever reason. And then uh, the guy in front would, or the, you know, the queue would realize that or would have somebody really designated in, uh, in the packs to go back and basically run with them or finish up the workout, whether it's a, a Dora or, you know, Red Burchetta or whatever, and then come back for the six. Or you say, let's plank for the six, right? So I believe that that element is crucial and is done pretty well in F3. Everyone knows it. Everyone appreciates it. Um, this is where I want to challenge the, the nation in starting to think about the six, not just as somebody who is falling behind during the workout, but what about the man who is falling behind, right? There, you know, and let's just go level to level, kind of like peeling the onion, right? The, you know, the, the first part where I see we can do so much better and I see some cues do it so much better than others um, is that when we build our workouts, when we, we plan our workouts, uh, to plan it with the idea that there will be somebody, uh, you know, behind, that there will be somebody left behind. In fact, the harder the workouts, the more likely there will be. So to actually plan it in to allow those people to challenge the, you know, uh, the gazelles to double work, double back, right, to slow them down. 
so that's the first element, right? So uh, I've seen, uh, unfortunately, sometimes cases where people really push themselves way past their limits and then get injured, even though we say, you know, adjust it. But it's hard to do that when, you know, the whole group is charging ahead at, you know, five-minute mile. Um, so the, that's the first part. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, again, since this is a roundtable, like, I'm curious, what has been your experience uh, with, uh, with that, having seen all these workouts around the country? Like, uh, how yeah. are people doing it better? Yeah, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in there. Let me, um, the first thing I'm going to say is, this is why if you're listening to this and your region isn't conducting Q schools all the time, this is why it's critical that we're actually training cues on what we expect because what happens is, um, and, you know, just reality, guys aren't trained on how to cue, so they think what that means is they, they go as hard and as fast as they can for, you know, the first mile and a half or whatever until they fade out or blow up. And then they think that's a hard workout. And reality is, um, you know, anybody can sprint a mile or push yourself for a mile and do 100 burpees and then do it again. It's really not going to be effective for everybody that's at the workout. What you really want to do is have hard workouts that are effective, get a full body beat down. Um, and, and I will tell you, like, one of the things I love is every cue does it a little bit different. So I don't think there's actually, like, a cookie-cutter way to make the workouts difficult. Um, and I do like going to fast workouts. Like I always, I normally choose, you know, I, I think in Dallas they do it great because they basically, a lot of the, they all meet at the same location, but they have a, a split between the groups are called turbos and diesels. And the turbo groups normally get a minimum of four miles in. The diesels probably get closer to two miles. And so that's a, those are a couple of easy ways that I think to, the, to design it is one, train your cues on what to expect and what, what your regional expectation is. And then two, um, I think it's fine to split the groups and say, hey, if you want to get four-plus miles, you go this way. And if you want to get two-plus miles, you go this way. Or maybe it's one mile. I don't even you know, I don't even know what that number is. But I think that's a couple of the ones that I've seen that have been really super effective. Um, mm-hmm. I've also seen some guys who, in an attempt to push themselves, have tried to pull the group along and, and injured themselves. Like I've seen them. I've seen guys cue and injure themselves a lot, and I I hate it because it sucks to be injured. So I'll well, it sucks. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about the IR in a second. I think what you're saying is really powerful, and um, uh, the concept of a cue school is important. I do want to mention I've been to several cue schools, and in our region, and all of them focus you know how you call out the exercises what kind of exercises they are how do you manage the group how do you finish the group how do you do the circle of trust i have not yet seen a single one that really focuses on picking up the six and what does it mean and how do you build a workout that includes uh that that assumes that there will be people who are either fngs or uh not able to come in right so that's an interesting concept yes let's do more q schools but also hey, let's think through what does Q school involve and add this element to all of the Q schools. I haven't thought about it until you mentioned it, but I think it's an important one. Um, so, and then you mentioned, you know, watching people get injured. Um, I myself have been injured uh, during an F3 workout. I have definitely seen others uh, get injured and come back. And, um, you know, for some people it's like a, a, 
kind of an article of pride. Hey, you know what? You know, this is these kinds of workouts are tough. But I think that there is a huge opportunity for us to really start rethinking what does it mean as we grow, as we double in size every year. And two things I want to mention on, on the IR side. One is, you know, it's profoundly lonely. Uh, when you become injured, it's not just the fitness, right? It's fitness and fellowship. And I've even advised several people who, are, who had surgery or whatnot, come to cafeteria. Just come to the cafeteria. Like, don't come to the workout. Come to the cafeteria. So at least you get the second ass. But you kind of lose it all, and it's profoundly isolating experience. And uh, also, obviously, once you get out of the habit, it's, even when you get your health back, it's very hard to come back. So I want to mention two, cha- two kind of challenge the, the nation and two ideas uh, to potentially do. One is to literally capitalize on the uh, virtual. Now that post-COVID, we have these virtual workouts. I myself lead a very interesting one called F3 Flow that happens uh, Monday through Friday, 12 to 12.30. I don't lead all of them, but we have a group of dedicated men who uh, lead it across the country. And it's a 30-minute workout. It has uh, 15 minutes of stretching, 10 minutes of meditation, and a circle of trust. And it's, it's low intensity, but it has, as one of the participants called it, all three Fs because it has the meditation in it, which can also be used as a prayer. And um, the, it's, we've run it for almost two years now, and it's really powerful to break your day up. We do it in the middle of the day for Pacific Northwest, but we have people from all over the country calling in. Uh, I'm sure we can put the, the link in, uh, in the show notes. Uh, but, yeah, so that's one, is to really encourage like virtual workouts where people can do it and adjust their uh, activity, uh, even if they are injured or even if they're, you know, a way where there's no, uh, a, uh, Q, you know, uh, AO nearby. So that's one thing. And to make it even more easy to do. Um, and then, yeah, include flexibility, include stretching, include rehab and, uh, uh, you know, core work and stuff like that into the workouts to prevent it or to help rehab. So that's, that's one. Um, I think the other one is obviously, as you know, when people are in IR, they don't come back very often or don't, uh, they need encouragement. And so I think, uh, you know, we're talking about cotters, people who come back after a long time. We really, uh, I know for myself, uh, I really need to double down and start looking for people who haven't been there in a while. But I'm, my idea for the packs is, you know, we have weasel shakers. Uh, maybe we can have a cotter shaker or whatever you want to call it, where we find out who in our region has not been there for a while. And then, you know, that person really shakes the tree and makes sure that they, are, they know that they are welcome to come back anytime. So that's kind of that level, right? So the idea of, um, of, of really encouraging people to get good uh, rehab and stay safe and then, uh, you know, come back. So have you seen, what have you seen in your travels that really works in that, in this level? Yeah. Hey, so I'm, I'm going to, I got a bunch of stuff I want to say. First of all, if you've never done one of these virtual workouts, um, don't tell me you won't do it or you can't do it, but um, that's 12 o'clock Pacific time. So 1,300 in Mountain, 1,400 in 
Central? Central. I can't remember what time mm-hmm. zone I'm in. That was terrible that I just forgot what time zone I'm in. <laughs> uh, so that's, but that's 1500 Eastern, right? Give me my time zone, mm-hmm. 12, 13, yep, 14, yep. 1500 Eastern. Um, you know, the other thing I love about the virtual is the queue can provide um, a little bit of, you know, and they do, there's a lot of virtual stuff going on in the mornings. There's a virtual channel in the Slack, um, in the Nation Slack, where you can jump in and jump out of stuff, uh, where they mm-hmm. give you some. Uh, I know Vitamin D and those guys, the Safe House, my Myrtle Beach brothers are still meeting. There's a big group still doing that. Um, but that's also another way for you to come back and stay connected, all those kinds of things. I love how the F3 Flow Group, because uh, I've done that one, there's all three Fs there, right? And it's not mm-hmm. super high intensity. So even if you are, um, you know, you can do that as your lunch hour, get all three mm-hmm. Fs in. Um, and then I'm also just going to, my. this isn't a bone show. This isn't, uh, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. And I did not say at a Holiday and Express last night. But this whole flexibility thing, we do a lot of exercises that are not um, stretching us out. They're making, they're making muscle, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so if you don't work on that flexibility, at least, I mean, you know, you're talking 10 minutes right there, but that'll, make a, that'll change the way you feel the rest of your day if you can get a good stretch in. So that, that's yeah. that one. You got me thinking about this Cotter Challenge, and I got a bunch, I, I got a bunch of guys who are comms guys that were, and I used to uh, do more stuff for the nation. They got all these Slack bots and robots um, that can ride in your regional site. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that we actually assign somebody to to the cotter. So let's say that person could actually just get a a blip on their phone or an email that would say, uh, "I haven't seen AP for two weeks now. Perhaps someone should reach out to him." Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he hasn't posted, sure, right? Because we, we, right, yeah, right. we do have it yeah, now, Slackbox. We know if they have posted yeah. or not. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, we could probably have some data. We could probably have the data mined and actually alert if we had somebody that queued, and I don't know what we want to call him, the Cotter queue or whatever we're going to call him, or the Weasel, you know, Shaker queue. Um, I'm sure we can come up with a. I'm sure we can come come yeah. up with an embarrassing name. I'm, I'm positive. Yeah, I'm sure we can. And but we could <laughs> data mine. Yeah, we could data mine the the regional, uh, you know, the Slack bot or the WordPress site. And if we didn't see your name come up, then we would actually get a ping. And and it doesn't have to be like we don't have to be go, going crazy and making people feel uncomfortable. We have, we haven't seen them in a couple of weeks, but it could just be a simple text to say, Hey, we haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> everything okay you know and if they come back and say hey, i'm injured you know we can give them a couple at least we can check on them right it's better than nothing i guarantee crossfit isn't checking on them or you know any of these other workout groups so i love both of those um so a special comms project there for my my comms channel friends and then um you know the virtual piece i know it's not for everybody but at least give it a whirl i uh, i know those guys in the morning they're mostly doing east coast uh, early morning stuff they always we have we have also yeah we have we have yeah, one yeah, uh, five days uh, six days a week uh, Pacific oh, Northwest great. has six days a week uh, virtual so yeah it's uh, it's 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 live it's it's definitely there yeah and I um and I know those those guys who meet virtual uh, Chief Burlington um, Sham Wow in in Florida Flutie Flakes I, I know all these guys across the country because I worked out with them virtual and. To me, 
making a commitment and saying, hey, one day a month I'm going to queue the virtual workout so I can I can connect with a different group. You should we should yeah. all make that commitment. I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold myself accountable to it also. So that's I love a great idea. I know, I, yeah, I know you got more to talk about, so I'm going to get out of the way. Well, no, I, I just wanted to to kind of zoom zoom out one more level, right? So we talked about the the workout itself. We talked about uh, being injured and and coming back. Um, but uh, I want to challenge one more level uh, and zoom out one more time. And you know, uh, just today I we had a really great cafeteria after um, our workout. We had 14 guys, um, and I looked around the room and you know, I ha- I couldn't help but notice that we are a very homogeneous kind of group. Uh, there were there were probably two people of another race, uh, but for in reality, all of the people around the table were uh, have privilege, a lot of privilege, uh, financial success, uh, education, um, you know, you you name it, and <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's really powerful, and I think successful people attract successful people. But there are a lot of other people who are basically being left behind. The opportunity of really being open to all men, you know, my challenge is, well, let's make it open to all men. Let's make it easier to show up. And I have seen several ways that this can be done uh, powerfully because, again, how do you cross that boundary? One way, um, I know Pipeline has started uh, in on the East Coast. Uh, I met him through a virtual workout. Um, he's a dear friend of mine. And, you know, Pipeline uh, created a men's, uh, like, a workout group, an AO in a men's shelter. And that's a really powerful way to attract men who otherwise wouldn't be able to come and work out. And, you know, some people can stick around through the workout, some people can't. But I guarantee you that, uh, even one workout makes a difference with people because they're being treated as equals. They're being challenged. They're being, you know, all the, all the positive things of us three. And I think it also fits into the, the faith aspect of so many uh, of the uh, hymns, uh, you know, doing service. Uh, you know, we, we tend to go and do service like, you know, volunteer projects here and there, or uh, why not create a, you know, Third, third F, first F, right? Creating service by by spreading F three, by spreading the the fitness element. Um, so that that's that's the big challenge. And I would even zoom out one more time, kind of coming full circle in a way. Um, uh, you know, the one thing that uh, I could really relate to the guys that we were working with inside the prison um, when we were doing the uh, the, the entrepreneurship stuff. And where they are on the same level or higher is fitness. And, you know, during one of the breaks, I actually got a, into a push-up competition with one of the guys on the inside, and uh, I lost. <laughs> I lost big. But um, I learned a lot, um, you know. But the, uh, the point being is that here is an opportunity. We have a, a uh, you know, prison pipeline crisis. We have... You know, we have a true crisis of uh, convictions and people getting lost in the mental health care and everything and people basically being lost inside the prison system. Well, you know, there are 
they're, they're literally a group of men, a population of men who genuinely need uh, F3. And, you know, I don't advocate for anyone to commit crimes just to get in so they can start an F3 workout inside. But there are other ways to do it. And I, I myself, now that COVID, they're finally opening the prisons up to programming. Um, I myself am committing to actually bringing uh, F3 into the prison that I, uh, that I regularly volunteered at doing the entrepreneurship work. And I think it is a transformational way uh, for so many reasons, right? Talk about picking up the six, right? These are, these are society's six. These are the men, you know, we are talking about invigoration of uh, male, you know, male-centered leadership, right? Isn't that part of our mission statement? Well, what better way to do that than to pick up the men who gave up on themselves, right? Or who, for whom society gave up on and say, hey, you know what? If you, can, if you can put on sneakers, if you can get out early in the morning, rain or shine, you can be one of us and you can be successful. And, uh, you know, um, as a caveat, one of our best guys on the, on the, on the West Coast, Northwest, uh, his name is Roma. I'm the one, he's been on this podcast before. He's my, uh, I EH'd him, and uh, he's my, he was my student on the inside, spent 10 years inside the prison, and now is one of the most productive members of our, uh, of our region, and uh, manages our website, and runs several AOs, and, uh, you know, a dear friend. So, you never want to underestimate people. You never want to leave people behind or leave people where you found them. So let's actually live by that motto and um, bring people from outside of the, you know, privileged fold into F3 and make a commitment for that. Uh, maybe even as part of third F. So again, I'm curious from your perspective, your experience, uh, which regions have you seen do that already and do it well? Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm going to jump in there because I, you know, one of my, you know, I'm trying to think, Slaughter, Pipeline, and those guys, I used to volunteer to go queue at the men's shelter on Tuesdays, and then um, Valdez, and I mean, there was a whole group of guys that MIP, and I used to volunteer to go queue there. I, To me, you know, this is another one for the guys listening to this. If you're not the guy to go start that workout, go support those guys. And I wasn't the guy to go start those workouts, but you want to go support them. Um, those men's shelter, let's think about something else. You're barely making it, and you just got out of, you know, whatever kind of situation, and you're at the men's shelter. You are not going to go spend even $10 a month on a Planet Fitness membership. You're looking for something to do for free. They don't have any money. You know, they're, they're looking for, for the fellowship piece, and the faith component is just going to come naturally. So... I, I love what you're saying is if, we, if we're truly going to hold ourselves accountable to what our mission is, we have to include this other portion of our society, which these people are all being forgotten, you know, and I, when I say they're forgotten, it's because, you know, I, I'm kind of with you. I go to a lot of workouts and everybody kind of looks like me and acts like me and it was, you know, I finally graduated from college, you know, a few years ago, but everybody's got about the same education level. Everybody's got about the same revenue coming in each year. Um, we all look the same. We're all driving decent cars. We're very privileged, right? Um, mm -hmm. But if we're going to hold ourselves to that standard of open to all men, we got to – and no one is just going to show up because we're here. 
They're not going to come join a, a, you know, a circle of white guys around a flag in a park without being invited. Like we have to be deliberate. And so I guess that's part of the other challenge you're probably going to tell us all is go eat somebody. And I'm always saying go eat, go do the EH on somebody who doesn't look like you. Find somebody who does not look like you and invite them to the workout. And try and explain to them a little bit about what we do and, and the difference you're trying to make. But I love your challenge of saying even one step farther, find the people that society's forgotten, which is the men in prison or maybe you know, just a bad situation at the shelter and invite them out. I, I know we got shelter workouts across the southeast. I've just been more involved. Robert and the guys in Columbia, um, you know, I, I became friends with all those guys uh, early on. And then I know the guys at Myrtle Beach. I haven't actually been to that workout, but uh, I've, you know, I've talked to those guys a lot. It's um, there's a lot of regions doing it right. I got some old podcasts. We can you know send me a text, and I'll send you one of the old links where they were talking about setting them up. Mm-hmm. The other one, I, the other one, I, w- I was going to tell you, um, you know, I think I, I love the phrase you used there was when you talk about a transformational relationship. These are the guys who mm-hmm. need those transfer, transformational relationships mm. the most. And I know, I know what F3's done for me. I love this pick up the six challenge you're kind of putting out there because um, I will tell you it was about my third, about my third week into F3. I had a transformational re- relationship with a guy. His name is Double D. He's the Nantan in Fort Mill right now. But I probably wouldn't have came back unless I had that relationship. So first of all, you're going to have a relationship with the guy who he aged you. You're going to have somewhat a relationship with the guys you work out with for the first few weeks, but it's really somebody convincing you that, you know, you need, you're part of the group and, we want, and they want you there is really the next piece of when you really start invigorating male community leadership is if somebody acknowledges you and actually invites you to be part of the group um, and makes you feel welcome. So when we talk about trans, uh, transformational leaders, uh, you know, relationships, it really is somebody having enough leadership to say and step up and, and be with that FNG or that newer guy to make them sure they feel welcome into the group. Dude, that was a solid discussion. <laughs> I love everything well, you're saying. I love everything Yeah, well, thank you, man. Well, uh, it, it reminds me of two, two more things I wanted to mention and going back to, you know, kind of definitions, right? And a lot of, you know, I derive a lot of meaning from QSource. And um, uh, your comments kind of remind me, so the challenges to dread as well and Dark Helmet and the leadership is to, one, really start talking about uh, F3 in that concept, in that broaden the view of everyone to say, hey, everything we're doing is fantastic as far as growing local community, local male-centered leadership, what we can do is broaden our horizons. How can we do this? How can we challenge through weasel shakers and through nantans? How can we bring that education to them so then they can spread it to their uh, regions? So that's one. Uh, There's one thing I forgot to mention is that, you know, as far as virtual and uh, IR, there are virtual Q school, uh, sorry, Q source uh, workouts or QSource meetings that are incredibly powerful at keeping people who, uh, well, anyone needs it, but, you know, especially if you're in IR. For example, in, on the Pacific Northwest, we have a QRUC that started uh, even before COVID, but it, it turned virtual and it still is, uh, every Thursday at 5.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, 
8.30 to 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, uh, where people basically kind of do their own workout, mostly rock, and we discuss a chapter you know, from the Q source, <clears throat> and we kind of go in a circle. So um, I know uh, Olaf is, uh, who is now kind of the Q source uh, Mantan, or I don't know what what's the official name is for the nation. Uh, I, I, miss, I am going to tell you, uh, anybody who knows Olaf knows early on he showed up at one of my cues and he threw firecrackers yeah. at me. And I, I literally <laughs> almost, that was the first time I almost killed somebody at F3. And, and I, uh, I was like, Lord, what are you trying to teach me today? And every time I see that guy post something now, I'm like, I am so glad I didn't kill that guy because I wanted to kill him. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I wore everybody else out of that workout because this guy had those little poppers, you know what I'm talking about? Oh my God! Are you serious? Um, oh, it's so totally. Yeah, like just kept, he, oh, and he was just—he was just picking at me, and um, really? he wanted to—he wanted me to punch him in the mouth. I just didn't. And then I, <laughs> you know, I've got to know him since then. Oh, oh my God! And so I, but you, you know, the way he has embraced Q source and the way he articulates mm-hmm. Q source to the guys now—I mean, the guy just found his D two X. I, I just, you know, he is absolutely found his niche right it's just our oh my god yeah back to people yeah if you go to one of his workouts he's got this big whiteboard uh where he puts all the topics on there so i that's, sorry, that's I funny little, he i went, I went on i went on a you went on a limb you went on a limb there yeah, yeah. sorry well yeah, you take uh, i met him well how did i meet Olaf? right i met Olaf. of he's one of the regulars at the f3 flow he comes in and works uh, stretches and meditates and he says that when he doesn't he feels the difference right so, like, there's so much here, but I think that everything, if you, if you put all of these together into the package of, like, how do we pick up the six? What is picking up the six means? What is that phrase, never leave a man where you found him, right? And never leave a man behind. What does that actually mean for us? And if we, as high-impact men, live that statement, I mean, think about the change we can bring in the world the way we can actually live the ultimate mission of our, our own missions and the mission of F3 and the quality of the man that we will attract to the F3. I mean, talk about a virtuous circle, right? Cycle is, uh, so that's what I'm saying is that we are so focused on high quality workouts, right? We're so focused on getting the best possible, like kick-ass workout to make somebody, you know, spill Merlot or, you know, to show off just how, how many burpees can one do in a sitting? Um, and I feel that that misses the point. There's nothing wrong with it, but it misses the point of F3, which is it's not some kind of a macho competition for who is the strongest, but it is a true community-building experience, right, that, uh, that is uh, decentralized, uh, democratized, and ultimately allows us to fulfill our own individual high-impact potential. Uh, but we can't do that if we just have blinders on. Well, I mean, we can do it for ourselves or for those close to us, but we can't really change the world. And I think that that's what F3 has the potential to do. Dude, that was a strong sermon. And as a first F guy, I'm always going to come back to you and say I want the workouts hard because that's what you know that's what makes yeah. me come back. But I'm I but I'm I'm with you. We can we can be inclusive in our 
Yeah, I won them hard. I, I've done, I've done yeah. six workouts in seven days, and I am hurting. Uh, Salsa yeah. just kicked our butts with, like, we have this dude. His name is Salsa. I'm shout, shout out for Salsa. Uh, he, uh, he's spicy, let me tell you. He, he, today we had uh, fully prepared. I think he, he showed up half an hour or longer before, <coughs> set the field up, had uh, coupons for everybody, had printouts of two different WODs uh, with, in, in plastic sheets for every coupon. I'm not kidding you. And, and, so and, was, and brought, music, brought, brought music in. It was intense. <laughs> Beautiful. And I, and I love a guy who cues and is all in on his cue. The other one oh my I, God. I want to make sure. Yeah. yeah, the other one I want to make sure that we give a shout-out to uh, Roma. Because he's my guy, and I haven't yeah. kept up with I haven't kept up with any of the the Seattle guys that I you know I left the small um, book selling company in the Pacific Northwest. I haven't been keeping up with those guys. Um, yeah. So, but a special shout out to Roma because I love that guy, man. That's a solid. There's a bunch of solid guys in Seattle. I just oh I my god, guys, yeah. Roma. yeah, just knuckle bumps all around. I miss those guys. So, well, um, come come back, come back anytime, you know. And then uh, for the, everybody else, join. Join the virtuals. Uh, we have a virtual happening basically Monday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific time. We have the Q Source Rock at 5.30 a.m. on Thursdays, and we have a 7 a.m. workout, uh, boot camp workout on Saturdays. Uh, check out the virtual workout channel on the national um, and I, we, we, we send out pre-blasts and stuff, or just reach out to me, pure lead, and I'll connect you to the guys who run that, that shindig or come to our midday workouts. Uh, virtual workouts are really great. Even if you're in the office, uh, we have several guys who basically lock the door to their office and, uh, you know, uh, in their, in their, in their office pants and the, they stretch and, uh, get their, get their meditation in into their daily life. So that's pretty cool. Excellent. Okay. The way I normally end these shows is I say, what do you want to leave the packs with? You got any final words of wisdom? Yeah, I would say uh, I'll just finish with the words of, of a three, right? Leave no man behind and leave no man where you found him and live that motto fully. And if we do, we are going to change the world. And you're going to get a loud amen from Texas on that one. Brother, it's always good to talk to you. Knuckle bumps uh, from the Lone Star State. Uh, for the rest of you, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for being a guest on the roundtable. See you, brother. Cheers.